Welcome back, nation, for another episode of Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Greg, you could be mine. <laughs> All right. Guns and Roses right like there. It. Hold up. Business first. All always. Right, business. Always business. At Big Talk CG dot podcast on Instagram. Big Talk CG at gmail.com. At Big Talk CG on Twitter. All right. Tweet, email. DMs, get up in our DMs. Get all up in them. Get yeah. all nice and The cozy. new intern is ready to work. Yes, the new intern that we did a fire and hire. If you listen, we haven't fired the new one yet. We fired the old one. Yeah, she's done. Done. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. All right. So, all right, guys. So we will be doing this week um, Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion One versus Use Your Illusion Two. Yeah. On song, sing songs, sing songs, sing songs, sing. Uh, you know, uh, listening to some songs, talking about it, going over it, and you know, hearing some small factoids about each you know song and stuff. So, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, we have no idea what we're doing. We're just gonna throw this episode together on the fly. Let's do it. No way, I know what I'm doing. We uh, talk a little bit about it, like we always do. Like we've done. Yeah. Let's see, we've done the the Bon Jovi. <clears throat> yes. We just did uh, Def Leppard. That was a good one. And we did Guns N' Roses because we're continuing our heavy metal month. Every episode will be metal. Metal. Well, you know what else we got to do? We got to do some heavy metal parking lot on one of these episodes. There we go. Mm. Let me see if we can get that. Going. We'll have a viewing party. Come on, Whoa. nation. Come down to the studio. We'll have a viewing party. I like that. DM <laughs> us on Instagram. We'll give you guys directions to... Greg's house. So 15 minutes long. Yeah, well, no, no, I'm gonna do a big screen in the in the in the um, my driveway. How about that? Okay. Huh. DM us on Instagram, guys, yeah. and we'll see if we can get a little something thrown together bring all for the neighbors uh, in. heavy metal parking lot viewing party. Party. Yeah. On Big Talk with Chris and Greg, it will <laughs> be totally May toe. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this this plethora of music we're gonna listen to right now. So this is uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, which were the follow-ups to the amazing, amazing appetite. Well, actually, no. Gene R. Lies was in between that. Yeah, sorry, Gene R. Lies. I'm okay, sorry, yeah. dude. I was waiting I, to do... You were waiting to slap me. Yeah, I was getting ready. <laughs> Saucer eyes over there, dude. Uh, the <laughs> appetite for Destruction, Gene R. Lies, and then the Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, which were released on the same day, September 17th, 1991. Do you remember what you were doing on September seventeenth, nineteen ninety one? Were you at the record yeah, store? Yeah, I was. I was telling Chris that um, I remember going to uh, Hollywood, California, and going to the um, Tower Records out there and waiting in line with everybody for the midnight release of Use Your Illusion One and Two. Um, I was telling Chris, you know what? I think on that day I only bought Use Your Illusion Two. Now the only reason why I did that was, okay, these songs are what thirty songs. How are you gonna listen to thirty songs in in one evening? So I think. One week I bought Use Your Illusion 2 first, checked it out, and then after that I bought Use Your Illusion 1. Which the numbers show most people did buy the uh, Use Your Illusion 2 versus 1 when it first came out. Yeah. I believe it was uh, the first week for number 1, What Use Your Illusion 1 was 685,000, Use Your Illusion 2 was 770,000, I think that was on the strength of that single. You could be mine, which you guys heard at the top of the show yeah, from definitely, Terminator man. 2. Um, I mean, both albums went like seven times platinum, so you know how they're... Wow. 
They're still doing the business. Wow. Yeah. Double album. Doing uh, let's see. You want to talk a little bit about the background of these albums or anything? We're just going to go straight into it, dude. So we can go uh, straight into it. I like these albums, dude. I don't like them as much as Appetite for Destruction. True. Um, they, uh, hold on one second. Well, I was going to say, excuse me. I was going to say, you know, musically, they decided to go um, a little different direction because, you know, some of these songs are more bluesy. They're more like classical music. You can hear the, the tones of heavy metal. You could hear the punk rock or even classic rock and roll throughout these 30 songs, you know? It just yeah. wasn't, you know, Appetite, which was a monster and which was a beast within itself and it was a great 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 beast to, to me at times yeah. these albums the, the the pair of them how if you look at the musical climate in 91 you know the nirvanas were coming out kind of breaking yeah. it down minimalists and stuff and it seems like guns and roses went in the opposite direction said we're gonna make it grand, more grandiose uh, bigger louder different different styles yeah and in your face where and do music what we at that time do. was kind of turning the corner to be no less of that and more staring at our shoes wearing flannels. Yeah. Did um uh who was producing some of these albums? Was it uh, uh was it uh uh Mike Klink? I thought I I thought I read somewhere that Guns N' Roses did some of these too uh, on the production. They may have, you know. I didn't see anything. Um production was Mike Klink. <sighs> okay. Um they may have started to do that and had to scrap it because they probably were arguing too much about all stuff and probably had to bring in one guy to kind of lead it, which is probably what happened because the, they're a pretty toxic group. This was another uh, four-year venture, right, between to have these albums come out? Um, Gene lot yeah. Uh, I read uh, somewhere that Izzy said, oh, yeah, we, we took two years off and then we started to get into it and then, you know, things were happening on it. And that was one of the reasons they had, like, Steven Atler on there where he was only on one song because when they started recording, you know, he was strung up, um, you know, addicted to, to drugs, and they had to get rid of him. It was like he, he just wasn't there. Yeah. You know, so then they said we couldn't wait another two years to do all this again for him to get clean. So, you know. So yeah. uh, Appetite yeah. was 87, Lies was 88, and then these were 91. Yeah. And, and some of these songs are old. They're old songs. I mean, some of these go back as like 10 years before have been a decade in the making. You Correct. Know, that Axel wrote back when he was a little youngster. So the, I did read somewhere that they were talking about Use Your Illusion 1 was a lot of these songs were pre-appetite. Mm-hmm. And then the Use Your Illusion 2 was after appetite. Like these songs were written and stuff like that. Hmm. So that makes sense. It could. I think, I think that some of them might fall out. Because I know that some of these, I mean, are... Uh, were written post appetite, but it could be some of that. Like, hey, yeah. let's put some of the ones that were earlier here. Let's put some of the later ones. Yeah, here. we we still like that song. Let's still rework it. Let's let's do something like that. Yeah, all right, sounds good. You all right, get man. into it or what? Let's get into let's it, man. It. So, first we'll, song. Yeah, first song. First song. Uh, was it right next door to hell? Right next door to hell. All right. So, from my understanding, this song was correct. Uh, done by Axel about his. Uh, neighbors like he had a um, high rise in West Hollywood and his neighbor was you know driving him crazy or he was driving her crazy whatever and uh, he had her he had sorry she had him arrested because he she claimed that he threw a wine bottle at her whatever you know but you know things happen but yeah. this was he's living right next door to hell yeah. yeah claimed that he hit her with a wine bottle suit her then they ended up didn't they end up giving that a 
uh, condo away on MTV. Exactly. That was, you know, uh, MTV. We they decided, the, hey, evict Axel contest. Yeah, the evict Axel contest. They gave it away. Um, yeah, I mean, that sounds that's funny, a, dude. That's like a rock and roll story right there, yeah. dude. Here's a little, a little bit of the chorus right here. I actually dig it. It's kind of like a, starts off with a fun, more faster rock and roll song. So it's not a bad opener for me. Um, also, if you didn't know, Chris, um, this song was written with Axel. He, his buddy from, uh, sorry, his buddy who also worked with Hanoi Rocks. He was a guitar tech. He wrote this with Axel. I think his I name was uh, Timo uh, Calito, mm-hmm. Caltio. Sorry, but he was a guitar tech with Hanoi Rocks. Who we all know that Hanoi was a big influence on Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. These you finished rock correct. and rollers, man, are yeah. awesome. <clears throat> All right. So next song, we're going to start off with this. Next song, Dust and Bones. This is a sa- uh, Slash Izzy Stradlin Duff McKagan. Uh, five minutes. No, it's got a little. And I believe Izzy sings this on this one. Yeah. This is not Axl Rose singing. He's, he's singing more, on like three songs, three or four songs. Yeah, this is one of them. That he does, and See, uh, you would never know because it sounds similar to Axel when he, you know, changes his voice. And then Axel comes in on the chorus. Yeah, let's listen to it for a second. I mean, so if if you didn't hear GNR lies, or maybe even if you did. I hope you're not expecting an appetite for destruction too, because you are not getting anything close to that. Oh, Some yeah. of the songs out there, like like right next door to hell, I mean, it wouldn't fit right in there, but it's it's a rock, just raw rock song, just like Alpha Appetite. Then you get something like this. It's a little, I don't know. It's got like a Bojango kind of sound to it, or something. <laughs> like I that's know, a good I one. I don't know how to describe it. Um, also, if you had to know that they also added another uh, musician to. Um, their lineup, Dizzy Reed, the keyboards, to now it's a six-piece band along mm-hmm. with new drummer Matt Storm from um, The Cult. Yep. You know, so now it's a six-piece band instead of the, the five originals. So they added a keyboard player and stuff like that. Which, hey, a lot of these songs do have keyboards, piano, you know, other good, fun uh, instruments. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Dustin Bones, still good? I mean, it sounds great. Yeah, I... I like this song, I do. Yeah. Um, it's not a rocker, but it, you know, it's a just a kickback. It, it still has a good tempo. Yeah, yeah it's got back. a good tempo on it. I like it a lot. And you know, you, I don't want an album. That, I mean, you, you, some parts of this album, I guess you could say, oh, the, it's really uneven. Mm-hmm. But that one just fits right in there. It's you know, a little hey, let's break, let's chill for a second, and then we're gonna come back and hit you hard again, and then we're gonna chill out for a second. <laughs> Yeah, so, they do that one. Man. It's a roller coaster ride. It's not like an up, you know, the difference between like a roller coaster ride you're expecting to be up and down and thrown for a loop, whereas something that's uneven, you're like, oh, this is not what I'm expecting. Yeah. Of. So it's more of a roller coaster ride than anything else. All right. The next one is the cover song. Yeah. I love um, it. Live and Let Die. Um, I think they did a great job on this song. I did too. Um, I did too. Everywhere I'm doing my research that I read, they really don't like it. And I just think that they took this thing and they said, we're just going to make it our own. Make it our own. We're going to take the Wings version and just rip your face off. Yeah. I mean, definitely. really. 
Yeah. I think it's I think it's great too. There's you know, good sound. To me, this is one song that you can really hear the difference in the drumming between yes. um uh Steven Adler and that song. Yes. Really. Like you can hear the like how hard he's drumming, just different style. It's really you can tell. Yeah. So I think it's a good cover. So whatever people say out there and stuff, you know, get in the ring. I guess. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is a great <clears throat> cover. Uh, one of the better covers. They didn't try to. They they just tried to make it their own. They didn't change it. Like we're gonna change the the the, the, the formula of the song. We're not gonna make it sound too different. We're just gonna rock it. Yeah. Same song, just rock it. I I totally agree. I don't know about that, uh, man. Love it. Think it's great, man. Not, not a problem with me on on living that die, and you know, comes on the radio. Yeah, I'll check it out. I listen to it. And then I had a live video that accompanied it on uh, MTV. Yeah, this was one of the singles they released. Um, I'm not sure which one I do, which number because yeah. they were See, releasing them from both yeah. albums. So by the time uh, this album was released in the video, that's when they did. I don't remember you remember from the video. They have uh, like a little. Uh, milk cart and then on the side of it says where's easy mm-hmm. so by that time he's already out of the band so he did help record and write this albums and then that was it mm-hmm. you know he maybe he played a few shows and just said ah, i'm done i'm you know i don't want to play anymore or whatever it was but i know they did that nod and everybody said oh where's easy then they added you know the other guy too i think gilby gilby clark if i'm correct added him to the mix i believe this was the third <clears throat> single um just to kind of skip around, the, the the song you heard at the top, "You Could Be Mine," was the first one, yeah, obviously, and mine. then the next two were from this album, uh, "Don't Cry," which is the next song yeah. we're gonna hear, and then "Live and Let Die" was number three. Got it. Okay, yeah. See, by that time they're they're done, or he was done. Um, whoops, sorry, my bad. Um, "Don't Cry," <laughs> great ballad. You know, it it it's okay. Okay. Um. So I don't want to say I don't like it. It's I don't know. There's just something about it that doesn't touch me. Got it. So this album definitely was written during the Appetite sessions, um, and um, Axel and Izzy wrote this about a um, romantic uh, about a girl who they both dated at different times. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who was first. Say Axel was dating her first, and then she dumped him, and then. Ever so often, then you know she started dating Izzy, but they said this was a song written about the girl they both dated. Yeah, these are yeah. The, I'm re- right here. You know, I, there's actually a third version of this song because this one uh, is like original version. Then on Usual Illusion Two, there's alternate lyrics. There's actually a third version that they recorded during the Appetite for Destruction sessions in '86. Apparently, you can only get it on some single that they released. Japanese import, I guess, or something like that. We're gonna have to find it. Not We're gonna gonna f- to- not gonna find it at Amoeba. <laughs> They're only selling new shit. Did we go on a rant about Amoeba yet? No, we haven't. Jesus, dude. We don't have time this time. Fuck that save place, it, dude. Save your soapbox for the never. Next I will never go back to Amoeba music, ever. The new one in Hollywood. Nope. Right. Never will go there again. Right. Thoroughly disappointed. Get off your soapbox. When we went there, get we'll off talk your about soapbox. Another episode. Never again. I agree right, with dude. you. Get off your soapbox. Um, yeah, this song's alright. Had a music video that came out with it. 
Uh, like you said, everything already, what it's about, and uh, yeah, it's all right. I like it, dude. It's epic. Yeah. I think even Shannon Moon was in the uh, the singer for what? Hoon. Hoon. The was, Blind Melon. Yeah, Blind Melon. Just for the video, I think. I'm not sure if he didn't. No, he was in it. He, I think he only did the singing on the, the alternate version, which was oh, okay. number two. Okay. All right, let's move on. All right, next song, Perfect Crime. The, no, next song. Yeah, my phone's been... There we go. My record player's skipping. I don't mind yeah. this one. This one sounds... This one, to me, when I first heard it, is like, this sounds like this is something that's from their early, early days. Do you yeah. have any information about it? No, nothing Nothing comes to mind. But it sounds like more of a Duff influence, because he's always talked about being more of the the punk rocker guy. Mm-hmm. You know? Just the way it's played. Mm-hmm. And you're right about Matt Storm in the drums. You hear it, boom, 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 boom. It's, it's a faster-paced song, which a lot of the stuff they did early on in their career was fast like this. Yeah. Perfect. It's an all right song. All right. It, 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 it doesn't hit me. No. But, uh, all right. Sounds good. I guess I, I'm always with these two albums. I always say to myself, God, they probably, if they would have taken all the best songs, they could have had one of the best, made the one best album like ever. They would have just taken like the best songs and just put them on one album. <laughs> dude. Oh, man. All right. But wouldn't they, like, don't want to do that? Because then you just have one that's kind of a flop. Then you could do, like, the Bon Jovi thing. And, hey, why don't you just make one good album instead of two albums? These guys go, hey, well, I got 30 songs. Let's release them all. I guess. You know? I mean, I mean, they've shown in their past that they're not in a rush to release anything. Oh, right? The, right. They'll, they'll oh, hold yeah. on to songs until they're perfect. Yeah. Def Leppard. Four years. Perfect crime. Eh, not that bad. All right, dude, what's next? You Ain't the First. You Ain't the First. Let's go. Um, also, lead vocals by Izzy. Little bluesy. Yeah, I like this one, dude. You know? Sit back on sunset, drink a beer. Sit back, sit back on sunset? Watching the sunset. Oh, okay. Don't start. I like this one, dude. I like this one. That's a fun song. You can tell there's two singers. No, but she sound boring. Doesn't this one turn up? Bon Jovi. Doesn't this one get louder? Don't they rock in this one? I think they do, right? Or am I tripping, dude? Fast forward. Let's 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 get one thing straight, dude. Scratch the needle. We uh, lot of we haven't listened to these albums like I was telling Greg Tate, dude. Dude, I'm going back and listen, man. It's been like 20 years. Cause you you know after you listen yeah, to the albums and you go back and you just listen like. Cause if you really listen to the uh, a radio where we mostly hear our stuff, you we, you really only hear the singles or or the popular songs, and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't really hear too many deep cuts on this kind of stuff. But yeah. Yes, he just sounds bluesy, Chris. Like, you know, yeah. kick back. I think that's all it is, man. Yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah. All right, next song. Boom. What are we at? Are we at Bad Obsession? Bad Obsession. Um, <clears throat> this one is, uh, was done, you know, talks about drug addiction, uh, done with the band and stuff like that. They were also saying that they wrote this, um, prior, no, no, is that the one? That the one prior to Mr. Brownstone. So when Mr. Brownstone was, this is like one of their older songs too. So this is pre appetite. They wrote this song a long time ago. And then, you know, they wrote a year later, they wrote Mr. Brownstone, which is a way better song. But still, they had a, a some realm where they're still writing songs about drug addiction and, you know, being well, Yeah, which is a song like is about drug addiction, obviously. Yeah. So, I don't know if you know this, but um, remember we talked about Hanoi Rocks? Mm-hmm. Michael Monroe, the singer of Hanoi, uh, did harmonica on this album. I did know that. Because he was a good buddy of Axel, you know. But yeah, did he? No, there's no. I don't think he was part of singing in the background. But I know no. he did the harmonica, harmonica and saxophone. Yeah, okay. Wow. What do you think of that, dude? I like that. Double, triple threat. Singing, not on this album, but harmonica you know, yeah, and harmonica. saxophone. Yeah. I don't mind it, man. <laughs> drug drug addiction is definitely woven into the fiber of this. Band. This band, okay, same thing about girls. Bad relationships. I mean, how many times have we said, oh, this is about this girl, this is about the girl, girl, ex-girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. ex-wife, yeah. ex-baby mama. Yeah, there. All right, let's go. Let's move on. All right. Back off, bitch. Uh, ooh, back off, Back bitch. off, bitch. Boom. So this song was uh, done by Axel about uh, the girl he came to L.A. with. Oh, and really? That, I've heard a couple of different stories that, about this song, at one you point, keep going. Yeah, at one point, they broke their relationship off, and she kicked him out. And now this is where his mindset was. Back off, bitch. I, I read that um, he wrote a song about his mom. Back off, bitch? Wow, I didn't hear that um, one. He said that he realized that he had a lot of anger towards women, and it came from the fact that uh, his mother picked his stepdad over him and just watched him get beat every day until he left, basically. Wow. Some that's, shit like that, that's, dude. That's some trauma. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Right? How can you How can you pick uh, somebody else over your child? Man? Have a, I mean... People do it, dude. I mean, Nikki don't Six. Yeah. Axel Rose, apparently. <laughs> The list goes on. Yeah. Opposite of Tommy Lee, who looks like he came from the most loving household of all time <laughs> in rock and roll. Right? <laughs> Which, I mean, if you guys have ever seen The Dirt, but then you, like, read, like, The Dirt. Yeah. Or like, that's actually how it was. He had, like, this family that was, like, a supportive, wholesome, all-had-it-together family, like, straight out of a storybook kind of thing going on. Yeah, where he said his, his parents fell in love out love at first sight. Yeah. Where she didn't know a lick of uh, English and then he was, you know, fell in love with her, brought her over from Greece, I believe. Yeah. Okay, enough of Motley Crue, but we'll go back to Guns N' Roses. But hey, you know what? That is that is definitely true. Man, I like it right here, dude. Back up, bitch. This was written by, um, co-written by uh, <laughs> Paul Tobias. Now that was a friend of his. He was from Ur. Was he a guy from early, early Hollywood Rose? It may be. Um, it may be, bro. I know that one of the guy. Yeah, here it is. Um, 
written in. No, maybe it's another guy. We'll have to check it out. But uh, he also co-wrote this song. Yeah, this was one of those earlier days songs. So I, I would say maybe he was early part of Hollywood Rose. No. You know? Yes. So let's, let's just say that is. All right. All right. Next. Love time. it, dude. And I know that some of these people. This is the first time they're hearing these songs because everybody listens to Appetite and more particularly Sweet Child of Mine, Paradise City, and uh, Welcome to the Jungle. I don't know the songs. And. Then they'll they'll hear some of the releases from these albums. Yeah. They're not they're not gonna take the time to listen to thirty songs yeah. to hear all everything else. But guys, you a gotta lot of, listen to them. A lot of these songs are deep cuts, guys. So I mean, if you got some time, really, you know, effort put into it, man. These are we're not saying these are shitty albums, but some of these songs are really awesome. And if you know you enjoy Guns N' Roses, you will enjoy these songs. If you too. enjoy rock and roll, I enjoy rock and roll. <laughs> Instead of your double talking jive, Chris. Oh, let's go double talking jive. <laughs> Izzy Stratlin wrote this song. Yeah. All by himself. You know, one of the main uh, things about this, too, is you can hear Slash do a flamenco style solo on this. Oh, yeah, at the end? Yeah. I yeah, like that. You know, and uh, this was tentatively about uh, a porn actor who was killed. I think his name is Billy London, where somebody found his. Remains in a garbage bag. That's what kind of they wrote this about. That's uh, behind the recording studio. They found like a head and an arm or yeah, some shit like that, that in a garbage can. Yeah, so that was it was actually a porn actor, producer, director That's type crazy, of thing, man. Oh man, let's let me see if I can find that uh, solo at the end. Did you see how Axel's voice even on that one is is going like a little, you know, lower. Slower. Yeah. Here we go. Here comes Slash. I mean, I'll be. I'll say it. it. I don't get it. Is it beautiful? Yes, I love it. It sounds good. I don't get it with the song. I don't get it with the song. How it goes from what we were just listening to this. Maybe they just didn't know how to end it, and they just decided to throw this in there, man. They're like, oh, man, it's only two minutes and 45 seconds. Let's put in another 40 seconds of this. What do you got? What do you got? Slash, oh, I got this little guitar solo I've been working on, and that was it. I, didn't, I don't yeah. get it. This is one of the moments on the albums. There's a few of them where it's kind of like, hmm, I don't really understand what's going on. Nah, well, we're not musicians, bro. We're not making music. Oh. I'm a music. I play the spoons. Yeah. <laughs> And we're going to go right into it. Right you, here. You, I play more cowbell, huh? How about that? I would love to play more cowbell. Okay, so each of these albums was also a double album. So this is actually side three. <laughs> okay. Uh, song number 10, but side three, song one, number 10 total. November Rain, the epic. epic yes, epic. 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 Some people consider one of their greatest moments musical moments for Guns N' Roses. Um, what about the, the videos, man? How the video, the, the, the like, one and a half million dollar video. Exactly. I love the guitar solo in the song. I don't know why I got all high pitched right there, but I did. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I loved it. I love guitar solos. <laughs> uh, good song, dude. Starts off slow, romantic, beautiful. You know, you can hear the strings on it. That's why we were talking about how they went touching up on some classical music or classical sound. Mm -hmm. You heard it, man. They put 
the sound of the drums. It's a great, it's a great song, man. The video was even great itself, man. This is another. If I'm, this is another one of Axel's songs that took him like forever. Like it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. And yeah. no, not this album. No, not this album. No, not you know. It took it just yeah. so long for him to get it to a point that he really loved. It was right, yeah. basically. I heard Axel even went to Elton John and on the piano version. He wanted to have his nod on it, you know, not him play it, but just like, what do you think about my piano playing on? Didn't Elton on John play it with them at like the MTV Awards? Probably, you know, Elton probably John. the nineties. Elton John's—he's the man, dude. <laughs> he is the man. Yeah, he's, you know, he's coming to Dodger Stadium, right? I didn't know that. You know why? Uh, you know why he's the man, dude? He even played after all the controversy. I'm sure you know about it. Eminem, right? Yeah. All the controversy, the one about him and stuff he said about gays or homosexuality, all that shit. Elton John was the one that came to him to support him. And remember they did that live. They did some live performance together. And it's just like Elton John is just, he almost transcends the music and actually sees you who you really are and knows what you really are. And, and Stop this facade. Let's get together. Let's play. Little John is just amazing. You know, from every artist um, who grows and changes their sound for themselves, Elton John did it excellent. You know what I mean? His sound from the 70s was more like rock and roll or something like that, but he did it his way. Mm-hmm. And then he definitely progressed and changed. And I wouldn't call him a rock artist now, but his, his music from the 80s and 90s and you know progressed into more piano singing more love songs more you know different like that other than you go back in the 70s and you know Benny and the Jets and different stuff like yeah. that man know those great songs within the 70s I love to hear those man I got a number for you nine that's how long the song is nine minutes nine minutes now I'm sure there's a radio edit version MTV edit version where they cut a bunch of stuff out but the album version is nine minutes. Yeah. No, this is like Queen-esque. Like, right? We're just going to make it as long as we want, as it needs to be. And if it's nine minutes, it's nine minutes. Uh, great song. Love it. Love it. Love this song, dude. Sounds good, man. And the video was great, too. There's a video to it? Yeah, Get dude. out of here. All I remember is the cake. <laughs> and Slash outside the church in the middle of the desert or whatever, in the middle of the... Playing his solo, dude. I love you this. remember the rain? Yeah, dude was going that part. Right. Uh, I don't know this. Two guitar solos in the song. Got to fill up that nine minutes, baby. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys, a lot of you, have heard the song. We're gonna move on to the next one, but man, if you haven't, go check it out. Epic, epic, epic. Epic ballad. Right. Next song. the next one. The Garden. Whoops. There we go. Um, no backstory for me on this one. Just sounds. This one has uh, Allison or uh, Alice Cooper singing on it with them. Wow, I didn't know that one. You know what? They have a lot of, uh, let's see, Dust and Bones, Double Talk and Jive. And the garden, I'll have that sound, like a little slide in it, a little jangle. Okay. Even now, his sing- his singing to it is a little different. Do you ever say to yourself, "Wow, Axl Rose, his voice could have either be considered 
the one of the most amazing vocalists or just terrible like he's writing that line sometimes yes. with his voice because he gets like so screechy yes or whatever yes that's definitely like oh, it could have went either way like oh my god this is horrible or no this is amazing you know but every every time some of these songs are are <clears throat> different style or he's singing it like i said this one he's not really doing high pitch you know he's going more of a lower you know tone on that one dude yeah you can tell like you like you brought up mr brownstone the long song is he's in his he's yeah, in a deeper voice dancing with you know he's his lower voice so he can definitely hit different ranges and different styles for sure yes here's uh, uh, alice cooper It's okay. It's okay. It's an alright song. Was that uh, was he rapping? Yeah, that was a rap. Now, well, I was right. Remember they did a um, Axel guest on an Alice song for I think they Western. All... Uh, uh, sorry, Metal Years: Decline of the Western Civilization Two on the on the record. It was under my wheels. Axel came and did some singing. They, was on it that. all of them on that, or it may have been? I think I, I think I, saw I, that I thought it was more Alice Cooper, and then these guys came in on it. Huh? I could see them doing that. One, guys. All right, man. Move to the next song, which is now we left the garden. Now we're going to Garden of Eden. Yeah, this is a short little, little one. Yeah, a little fast rock and roller. Do you remember the video for this? <laughs> a one shot, a one, one static shot, shot of yeah. them performing the song. Yeah, and then like a fisheye lens and mm-hmm. kind of axon from you, the band. You would think this would be more of a Duff McKagan song, but no, nope. Rose and Slash. Yeah. This is this is it straight rocker. I like it. Definitely, nice fast. I like it. A little two and a half minute song. Dude, Slash has that sound where you hear his guitar, you know it's him. He's one of those guys that falls in that category of uh, not of this, not as great as, but Eddie Van Halen has a sound you hear him, you know it's him. Randy Rhodes, you hear him, you know it's him. Slash, you hear him, you know it's him. All right, I'm going to play some other songs from the bands that he's in, and we're going to test your theory out someday. Okay. Slash Snake Pit, and then... Well, if it's Slash a Snake Pit, I know it's him. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Duh. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to listen to some songs. Okay, his sound in Guns N' Roses. How's that? There you go. Thank you. Say it correctly, Christopher. Greg just uh, put his finger in my face. Yeah. Let's go to the next song. Don't Damn Me. Right. This is one of those songs that I totally forgot existed. I know, me too. See, his voice is now lower. Yep. And it doesn't sound like keyboards. Doesn't sound like a lot of other things. It sounds like the Five Guys. I, I almost want to say like a lot of these songs towards the end of this album kind of make you start to reconsider the fact that you're going to spend as much time listening to these songs. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to if you're going to make something this long, you gotta. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Where it's maybe we could have gotten rid of this one, getting rid of that one, gotten rid of this one. Okay, cut this down. Okay, now let's go to 
Illusion 2. Yeah, get rid of this one. Do this one. This one. Let's put them together. Oh, now we have, you know, 16, 17 songs that are amazing. Okay, well, let me ask you this much since you, you said get rid of stuff. We now have 30 podcasts out in the internet, correct? Mm-hmm. Get rid of five. Okay. You can do it? Yeah, sure. Hmm. All right. Because those are our babies, man. Whatever ones you talk on the most are the ones I'm getting rid of. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a gun. Oh, my topics. Huh? You're getting rid of but, my topics. But, but you're talking about things that have already been released and done before they were released. But that's what I'm saying is that, you know, we talk and we make podcasts, right? We make an episode or whatever we talk about. Well, they could have released one that said, use your illusion. And then they could have released a second one with B-sides called Be the Illusion. And it would have been all the Damn, other Damn, all right. You got me on that one, dude. I would have bought that one. I like that, Chris. All right. That just came All to right, me right yeah, now. I like that. Man. You know, uh, you guys need no. me to name anything for you? Albums, TV shows, kids, dogs, podcasts, podcasts. <laughs> I got you. You got me on that one, dude. You. Yeah. They could have done that, but they didn't. It's just that I, I feel like sometimes a lot of filler. All right. Let's uh, move let's, on. Yeah, move on. Bad apples. See, keyboards are, are, you know, maybe an organ. Seeing more of that jangle sound. Yeah, more of that jangle sound. It, it's, it's, what do you call that? Honky tonk? Maybe, yeah. Maybe a honky tonk sound because you hear the, you know, the the organ or you hear that type of uh, keyboard type stuff on it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Uh, you know, they're not rewriting. They're not rewriting history or anything. That it's still good. It has a right. sound to it. That's like four songs on here that that. I know. We're, that. we're yeah, that sound. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to more progress. Ace them all. Yeah, all right. Except for Dustin Bones. I like Dustin Bones. Right, go on to the next Dustin one. Chris, all right. Here we go. Dead Horse. Dead Horse. So I heard um, Axel wrote this more on, on acoustic. So that's why a lot of this sounds. He's actually the one who, not Slash on the. Yeah. He's the. the it's like an ice cream man. <laughs> Except for without the. David Lee Rothisms. <laughs> that was good. Okay, that was a good one. You know, still different sound for them. Axel doing it. Hey, you know what? They never really talked about Axel writing the music. You know, it's always the band or doing stuff or somebody has their hand in this. So it always sounded like Izzy was always writing songs. He uh, sounded, he was like the uh, he was like the unsung hero of this band. Izzy, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I think so too. Everybody talks about you know the big name, you know Axel Slash and Duff, but Izzy was a strong, strong songwriter. Yeah. He was a strong part of that band, you know, with that rhythm section. All right, man. I'm ready to close this out. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Track sixteen. Sixteen. Coma. Coma. The about, longest track on all the albums. Yeah. Ten about, minutes and thirteen seconds. It's about drug overdose. 
you know done by yeah. written by axel and slash yeah they inspired by they both obvious drug problems yeah and overdoses and i like the like slow that. build man have you read slash's book i didn't finish it oh. i have it over there if you want to borrow it no it's in the studio yeah do i have to check it out with yep. a date yep return in three yep. weeks yep or i gotta pay five cents per day yep a nickel a nickel this song's okay what do you think I think it's okay too and you know sound you know doing the longest song at the end to close it sounds good yeah you know, it's no Rocket Queen because that's how you close the album yeah Rocket Queen is great yeah, that's it's how you close Rocket song, and amazing. we'll talk on the next one it's definitely no Rocket Queen <laughs> oof Right. Yeah. <laughs> the closer on the next album is probably one of the worst songs I've ever heard. We're definitely gonna skip it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last song. Well, there's one more, but we're not even gonna play. We're gonna, um, but definitely, you know, listen to this album all the way through. Take the time. We're clocking in at one hour and sixteen minutes. Put on, man. Just put on some headphones. You can do the dishes. I know you guys got dirty dishes out there. In the nation, I know you got laundry to do, a little vacuuming. You know, walk the dog. Yeah, walk the dog. Put your headphones on and take a listen to this album. Take a little stroll. There you go. And the next time you do it all again, put them. Use, use your, your illusion too, and do it again. All right, I love it. So that's Coma. That's the last song on Use Your Illusion One. Overall, got what it. do you think of that album? For most part, it's good. There's a lot of good songs on it. There's a lot of a lot of songs that we didn't want to skip, and yeah, like you said, towards the end. Yeah, we're skippable, but you know what? Sounds good. There was a lot of there was a lot of good songs. When my memory tells me there's a lot of more good songs, so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that was cool. That sounded well, and I'm glad I did a little more homework on it, and then I got a little more insight on the on the um, songs. Mm-hmm. You know, that now, was good. Now I always had I had a friend <clears throat> that I worked with, and he told me at one point that "Use Your Illusion 2 is one of the greatest rock albums of all time. I was like, okay, okay, listen to it. But you know what? The more and more I listen to it, I don't know about greatest, but I definitely like it better than Use Your Illusion One. I agree with you. I'm not saying it rocks harder. That, I'm not saying any. I'm just saying I think it's a better album. Okay. Agree. You know what? Uh, on this point of view, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that because, like I told you, I purchased it. On you know midnight on Tower Records out there on sunset. Uh, that's the one I wanted was this one. Mm-hmm. You know, Use Your Illusion too. Okay, let's let's talk about it. So all it was right. also released September. What was it? Seventeenth? Yes, nineteen ninety one. It opened debuted at number one. Number one for uh, two weeks. Fell to three, then two, 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 four, five, six, 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 seven. It was a total of see only thirty eight weeks. That's what happens when you start out so strong. You, you debut. I mean, yeah, you're selling all those copies, but yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get into this, dude. Is there anything you want to talk about? You want to talk about anything here, quick? I'm ready for some Civil War. Oh, Give it to me, Chris. All right, let's listen to it. And we don't have to start from the beginning with the. Yeah, that's good. I've place already to been start. playing it. That's a good time to start. I like that. Whatever the guy does that is doing the music, he's doing a great job right now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, here, hold on a second. Let me get factoids. Um, 
Number one, I'll give you a Z. This is use your illusion too. I got to make sure I'm on the right. My <laughs> notes are on the right <laughs> one. Um, it was number one in Australia, Austria, New Zealand, UK, and the US. Number two in uh, Switzerland, Norway, Germany, Dutch. And then in the European top 100 albums, it was number three. It's been in some other places, you know, Hungary was number three, Italy 76, I don't know what they're doing in Italy, Portugal 35, Spain 61, I don't know what's going on there. Let me know. If you're from either of those countries, email us and let us know what's going on there with the Guns and Roses. Um, 7 million copies sold, dude. So did you your Illusion 2 sell more than one they to have, this date? They have the U.S., um, seven times platinum, the same for both albums. But okay, so they, but I think it has sold more. I mean, Jesus, Argentina. I'll just go to. I won't tell the countries, but six. You know, they're all different, right, with their ratings. But if you hit platinum in a country, it's it's the ratio is about equivalent, right? Okay. The US. Six times platinum, five times platinum, two times platinum, platinum, nine times platinum, two times once, once, five times gold, three times platinum, two times platinum, gold, platinum, gold, platinum, two times platinum, 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 three times platinum, platinum, and in the U.S. seven times platinum. Wow. This is a good song, dude. This is a good rock song. It's kind of an epic song. It is. But it, it you know, goes from slow to seven and a half minutes. And and Axel's voice is really good on this one. And like you said, this is the last song that's credited with Steven Adler. I saw you them know? on um I can't remember what tour it was. It was the tour when they had like DJ Ashbo was his guitar player. This is like yeah. four, 2014. Was it was it Chinese Democracy or was it after that? No, it was after that. That was like 2008, wasn't it? I thought Chinese. Anyways, I don't know. Um, and they hadn't played the song in forever, and uh, they played it on that tour, uh, in the show that I saw. Who opened that show for you? Um, yeah, you know who it is. Um, yeah, Steel Panther yeah. opened that show. Yeah, Steel Panther opened that show. Yeah, I noticed you didn't go with me to that show. I, yeah. What? I didn't. Yeah, you didn't. So Steel Panther, Guns and Roses, and I'm not there with you. Imagine that. Huh. Where was our friendship then? Strong as ever. <laughs> you son of a gun. Strong as ever. All right. Our relationship is always strong. You're forgiven. Okay. Yeah, this song is great, dude. Yeah. Epic song. And I really think that the, this album's just track one, track two, track three, track four, track five. Track six is okay. Track seven's all right. I mean, track eight. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a solid album. Yeah, you're, not sitting, you're not really yeah. skipping anything. You might skip one or two. After you've listened to the whole album, people, the whole album. I'm ready for song two, but one thing before we do, you skipped, Chris, is this song um, was on the Farm Aid concert. Um, I think they did like a, um, oh, yeah. a record, yeah. you know, like, and then Guns N' Roses donated this song to that. So a lot of people got exposed to Guns N' Roses, more of like the popular vote or the yeah, that was that, that Farm Aid. It yeah. was in Indianapolis. And yeah, Farm Aid, yeah. And it was the last time Steve Adler played with them. Oh, okay. It was, he was running to the uh, the risers to go play drums and like tripped and fell. Uh, that was the last show he ever played with them. God. I don't know, like, I'm sure he fell on his way. He didn't destroy the drums or anything. He still got up and played, but that was kind of like, dude, this guy can't hold it together, dude. So. All right, I'm ready for the next song. Next song.
cover song, right? Fourteen years. Four, nope, sorry, no. Yeah, you're you're I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Love right. it. This is a great song too, right here, dude. This wasn't this um, Izzy and uh, Duff singing. The, yes, this is um, Izzy. Yes, yes. Okay, you're, you're correct. All right, nice. You know, giving him. He very much has an Axel soundish, but. And that's the same. You know, you you talk about let's Van Halen. You know, with with um, David Lee Roth and um, Michael Anthony. Right, similar voice. That's why it went together yes. so well. Allison Chains with um, Lane uh, Staley and um, Jerry Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell, Sam, similar voice. Yeah. Izzy, same thing with Izzy Duff and, and, and Axel, Axel have that similar kind of sound on their voice. So those are the three people singing on all the songs. Background, Slash didn't sing shit. <laughs> right, he wasn't yeah. singing anything. He was he was the guy with the top hat. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So you hear I, it. A good song. I'm not going to lie, man. It's, it's a good comes, fun song. Axel yeah, it comes, comes in, in on the chorus. chorus and... Sounds good, man. All right. All right, man. Go, skip to the next one, man. But this is good. Axel good. was like, let's open with all of Izzy's songs so I can be even later to the show. Oh, oh you said it again. I'm a son of a bitch. Right. Track, right. Another strong track, dude. Yesterday's. Yeah. I don't know, you know, how exactly, you know, Axel, but to me, this song just kind of seems like I'm thinking about yesterdays and so many things I was never told, you know, but you know, you got to move forward. Yesterday means nothing to me. Yeah. So uh, a strong song, good yeah. song, um, you know, a uh, little slower mid-tone uh, or slow mid-tempo. Tempo. With, uh, you know, keyboards on there in the background. You know, just giving it a fuller sound instead of the guys, you know, rock and roll in front. Good stuff. Yeah, I like it. It it, it's, <laughs> it has a little bit of that Bojangle honky-tonk on it. I wouldn't w- say as much, but okay. But a little bit, yes. Um, this is another like This it, is another good kickback I song. I like this song. Hanging out in the backyard, drinking a beer, See, yeah. watching the sunset go down. You dirty, rotten son of a bitch. That's good tune, dude. Yeah, good song. All right, let's move on. Track number four is a cover. This is a cover right here. Knocking on Heaven's Door. Yeah. Written by Bob Dylan. Great cover, dude. Now, did you know that this was part of a soundtrack? Bring it on. This was Days of Thunder, Mr. Tommy Cruz, one of your favorites. Tommy Top Gun. <laughs> Tommy Top Gun. Cruz, this is when he was doing that, like a NASCAR movie. Um, Guns N' Roses, you know, let him use it as a part of the soundtrack. I you didn't know? know that. Yeah. One of my favorite bands and one of my favorite movies. One of your favorite actors. No, you never brought up Days of Thunder before. I, Days of Thunder, I'll go watch it right now, dude. Nicole Kidman's up in there. The guy that whistles with the arrow from Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Yeah. I know that, dude. Cole Trickle. D- Cole Trickle. <coughs> am I right or am I wrong? It isn't Dickie Trickle? Is it Cole Trickle or is it mm-hmm. not Cole Trickle? Driving the mellow yellow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. I'm going to say you're right. Uh, you know, What do you think about this as a, uh, a song? You know what? As... As a cover song, 
it's good. You know, Axel's voice goes a little deeper, you know, on for this. Feels good. You like know, it. I, um, whenever I hear the song, I think about that live concert they did at the Ritz. And they perform this song there. Everybody, you've seen it. Everybody's yeah. seen it, right? That's the song. That's the version I always think of. Even when I hear it on the album, I think about that. I'm like, oh god, dude, that was such a, so amazing. Yeah, you find that on YouTube somewhere. Great, great cover song. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Get in the ring. Whoa. The act. This is Axel's little rant. Our soapbox, man. Yeah. He's on two soapboxes on this one. He can put his soapbox on his soapbox. Yeah, there so you he go. can soapbox. Yeah, so um, this is basically him calling out everybody that's talk shit about him and the band. Correct, about all the music critics, all his enemies, all uh, in- entertainment magazine. Yeah, he just decided to do a nice rant. I've been thinking at one point he, uh, I was telling Chris back in the day as I, I think he. Uh, at some point was mad at uh, uh, Vince Neil and try to get him into a, a boxing ring for Vince Neil and Axel Rose to go and, and do a get in the ring match. They both talk shit to the guys. I think Vince was um, fooling around with Izzy's girlfriend or, you know, kind of gave her the look. And Axel got pissed off that he was doing that. And that's how that little feud started on that kind of stuff. So. Damn, I like this really song, cool. dude. It's cool. It's, it's cool different. Song. I mean, wow. So it's all about getting the ring. I just, I'm going to play the end part where he talks shit to everybody. Okay, sounds good. Names. Magazines. He's yeah. letting them have it. Yeah, you know when he said hard-earned money from the kids? That was me, man. No. Hey, what, what date did we said this? 91. But September, right? Reworking, or is this? Is this, this, is, this is, yeah. You know where I'm going this, with this. You know where I'm going this, with this. Is this BJ or AJ? Okay, I'm kind of lost on September seventh. Before job or after job? Oh, uh, ninety-one. After job, I started ninety-one in September. Wow. Yeah. So this album came out uh, probably. So you may have used your newly earned hard-earned money yeah. to buy this. Yeah. Oh my god. Probably did. And they're still milking them up for everything <laughs> they got. No way. I'm the I'm the best employee they got. And you know it too. You ready to go? Yeah, get in the ring, Chris. Here we go, Shotgun Blues. You know, doing my research again, man, this was one of those songs that was, I remember to think, man, this is all right, you know? It's a fast rocker. Yep. Fast song, they're just... I can't tell if there's keyboards, but it doesn't sound like it's on the forefront. Hold on. I didn't hear any. Headphones, dude. That's the only way you're gonna hear right? it. Right. Good song, dude. I mean, yeah, you know. it's, a, it's a quick little rocker. Don't mind it. Yeah. Love it. You got to put it in there, man. 
This is, this might be one of those ones that's kind of you gl gets glossed over that you need to keep it in there for sure. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Cool. You ready to move? Yeah, dude. Totally cool. Uh, next song, breakdown. Now, now we get into the honky tonk, slow honky tonk. Uh, you know, okay, this is a seven-minute track, and. I, I'm not a big fan of this song. Um, yeah. I don't like the chorus. Okay. It's because it's like he's like break down. It's like another guy comes in and starts. I'm like, what is this, dude? What is this? Wasn't a big fan. And, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. It's really the chorus that doesn't do it for me that kind of okay. ruins the song, which is usually like the big part of the song. Like this right here, I don't mind. But once the chorus starts... But then it, the chorus is like, this is lame, dude. You're a hard critic, dude. But this is nice right here. <laughs> right there, dude. That's nice. See, you can off the drummer. Yeah. You can tell the difference. Right, yeah. You can have it on the fills and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Now, now I would be, um, I would not be doing our listeners a service if I didn't play the chorus and tell everybody why I don't like it. All right, give me some. Okay. Here comes the chorus right here. I don't like that voice in the background. Let me hear you now. Maybe it's Slash. Not memorable. I don't either. like yeah. the chorus, dude. But, but I like the music. I like the music. Like, right? Look at the solo. this. I like the music. I don't like the song. I guess I don't know. How do you differentiate? The chorus yeah. just ruins it for me. Okay. But the if I could find a way to edit that out, cut this thing down to like six minutes. I'm gonna get our intern on that. Ooh, Make me a yeah. Big Talk edit. We'll release that on our own label, Big Talk Records. Damn. If you guys, if you guys need a record release, Big Talk Records. Open for business. <laughs> uh, uh, are you going to say um, vinyl only? Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy it anywhere but Amoeba Music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man, give me the next song, dude. Which right, is, it, let's it, go. It's just pretty tied up. I like this okay. song with the electric sitar right here. Yeah, it starts off that way. All right, yeah. sounds good. Sounds like the guy from Breakdown. That was the name of the song. Pretty tied up. The Perils of Rock and Roll Decadence. Talks about, you know, a little S&M action here. The Pretty Tied Up side. And you got the Perils of Rock and Roll Decadence. Talking about, you know, the pitfalls of being a rock star and going over the top. Yeah. And uh, I like this song, dude. Yeah, me too. That's a, dude. And I love how it, it 
it backs right up to the song that's next, Locomotive, they both have this, like, chugging along sound. Okay. Like, they just are just... I like these two songs together. This is a good song right here. All right, man. Since you talked about Locomotive, let's uh, go straight into it, man. All right. Give it to me, baby. Good. Do it. I like this song, dude. And this is track number nine. This album only has 14 songs. Um, it comes in, but it still comes in at uh, one hour and 15 minutes and 55 seconds. So it's only like 30 seconds shorter. All right. Even with that that 10 minute long coma on the end there. You're right. I, I'm starting to get like a uh, a chugga chugga feel to it. Yeah, dude. Right after they get done having fun right here. Yeah, dude. It's killer. Little effect on the vocals. What do you think of that? Yeah, but maybe it, it works for the song. No, you know. Eight minutes and forty-two seconds on this jam, dude. I don't mind it. No, me either. There's there's a good rhythm to it. Yeah, dude. It definitely. Uh, Definitely keeps you interested. See, we drop the effects, go right into him screeching. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, Sounds I love good, that song, huh? dude. I like that. This is a good one, dude. All right, let's move on. Track number 10 is called So... Fine. Now this is the the Duff lead vocals. That is correct. I'm totally uh, glad they gave like you know the the guys in the band like a, a shot at doing something different. You know what I mean? Hey, I want to sing this one. Hey, this sounds better with my vocals being lead. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, you know, it 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 can also give a different texture, different layer to the to the song. Yeah. It's like almost sounds kind of like a love song. And I go back and forth on this one. Sometimes I listen to it and I like it, and sometimes I'm like, Ugh, and I skip it. Oh, okay. I go back and forth. I can't decide. I can't decide. Or maybe it's because I'm just so eager to hear the next one. <laughs> you ever do that? Where you're like, I can't wait to hear the next one. You're just like, oh, fuck yeah. it, I'm gonna skip the song. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that right now, dude. Right. So this is track 11. Um, it also could be considered song one on side four. Um, Estranged. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful song. Um, people, <clears throat> it's considered like the, the. So they, there's the trilogy, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they call it. The trilogy. November rain. Coma uh, and uh. estranged, but they really kind of link November Rain and Estranged together. It's like their sister songs. Yes, and I actually like this better than November Rain. I really do. Whoa, yeah, I like it better than really? Rain. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs on either of the albums. Okay, it 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 has that same feel. You know, you got the piano, 
The guitar sound, listen to that guitar sound is just amazing. Same kind of, you know, the piano, the singing, the change in tempos. You know, this could have, you know, sometimes you think songs are just considered great because they've been ingrained into your mind or your psyche a million times. And I, I'm I think ingrained and into I'm wondering, your... And I'm wondering if this would have been released instead of November Rain, if it would have been considered... Wasn't this released too? Because there was a video for it, this. There, at the end. It was like the last single. If so they're still trying to catch, capture some of uh, that Yeah, magic. it was released in the, in ni- the end of 93, December 17th. So right before Christmas, Christmas break. Dude, that's... Uh, let me just look at something here quick, folks. So, okay. So the last two songs... Listen to this, dude. The last two songs from... Uh, the Use Your Illusion albums. Okay, so we have November Rain was February of 82. Okay. Then Yesterday's was October of 92. I'm sorry, 92. Then the next single was Civil War, May 3rd, 93. So that's four months later. Wow. Then Estranged was released in December. So from May to December... That's like the whole summer so, right there, so right? So June, July, August, September, October, November. Seven months later, this got released. Yeah, people, people were, this was two years later, two do, and a half years. Do you think they did a, like a summer tour that kind of, was that part of the Metallica Guns N' Roses Maybe, thing? they you must know, have, they did dude, but. So this was released in September 17th of 91. So two years and three months later, this single was released. All right, all right. Yeah, this is still a good song too. Yeah, this dude, is, this song is. I don't know, Chris. November Rain. I guess because it's played a lot more than this that I enjoy November Rain more than this. And I'm not going to agree I'm not, with you on this. And I'm not going to argue with you because I know I'm in the minority, so I won't even argue with you. I already know. I mean, I'm not even going to argue with you. Too Why weak. Why you arguing with me? Too weak to argue. Oh, <laughs> now you're too weak. Too weak to argue, dude. I love the the guitar, dude. Yeah. It is yeah, amazing. I love. You remember it. how we talked about the sound, the drum sound? You can just hear it, feel it. Keyboards, and dude, there's listeners that have never heard the song. The nation is some of them never even heard the song until right now, this moment. But you know, it's our duty to bring it out to yeah. them, man. So yeah, listen to these albums, dude. Yeah, and the first time you listen to them. Yes, a lot of albums, you're going to listen to some shitty songs. But you got to suffer through them once at least. You know what I mean? You, you have to suffer. Because sometimes you hear a song and you're like, oh, this is starting too slow. I'm going to skip it. And it's like, yeah, dude, you have to give it like a minute to really get into the song. Stop. You got to listen to every song. First time you listen to an album. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah, no. I think for me, it's I got to listen to some albums over and over and over again to get really feel. Yeah. There's, there's a few artists which I'm... <clears throat> like that with um, Incubus, I'll, I'll mention that. Like, I love Incubus, and um, I've grown to love them so much. But it's always that first listen is so odd because they don't do pop stuff. It takes time to really listen to their music to get what they're saying. And I've done that many albums where I go, "Oh, okay, this album's not so good." And then I listen to it and listen to it and listen to it and go back and listen to it and listen to it. And oh, now it's one of my favorites. That type stuff. Um, I know I've done that with Incubus. Same thing with another band called The Deftones. 
where I've listened to them so many times. Like the first the first impression is like, ah, it's not so hot. And then I give it a second, third, fourth, five, you know, and then headphones and I'm running and I'm walking or doing something. And it's one of my favorite albums. And now I love it, man. So, yeah, I, I've done that before where it takes time. So, but do give it a shot, guys. I mean, you know, we hope we're introducing you to some music that you've never really listened to before or you didn't really think about it and if you get a shot take it take some time man give us some feedback because you know me and chris really put some time and effort into these songs and effort in part of our life you know <laughs> we were me and chris were joking so 91 what uh, almost 31 years ago that this album came out chris and mm-hmm. yeah dude that was i had to go back and re-listen like it was only you know you, you remember the songs the hits the ones that get played yeah. a lot but some of these are like dude i forgot I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, to be honest, I forgot album. how beautiful this one was, and it's still cool. And, and, and it aren't. But I'm ready for the next song because the next song is just fabulous, and I love it, man. And this is what, still to this day, I think this is one of their, their greater songs that they they have on their arsenal and stuff. Here we go. This is played at the top of the show. Yeah. You could be mine. You could, Chris, you could be mine. I am yours. No, you could be mine. You could be mine. From the Terminator 2 soundtrack, this is the first single. This is the one that drove Use Your Illusion 2 to number one. Listen to that bass, dude. Yeah, dude. I don't mind it, dude. I don't mind it. I love this. And then they had the cool video. Well, you know, it was basically a trailer for the movie. Yeah. Basically. Right? Uh-huh. Basically is what it was. Um, and one, one of the jokes on the end was like, Arnold comes out, he's trying to, he goes to the club and he's going through each guy and he's like, oh, waste them, waste them. And then, you know, he goes to Slash, oh, waste of ammo. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. All right, here we go. Yeah, this is a this is a strong strong for them to lead with. Yeah, it's a strong song. I like it. Drums. Awesome. All right, we let we let Greg bathe in the Basque, in his glory of the Basque Venus. In the glory of yeah. this is this is you said this was your favorite song off of these two albums. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna move on. We are gonna move on. Song thirteen. Don't cry. Don't cry. Alternative lyrics. Yep. Whoops. Sorry. So, hit the wrong button. Yeah. We can kind of this kind of really skim through this, Chris, because. You know, they just said that there's a few, I think in the chorus more. It's yeah, a the different. chorus is a little different. Down, It's a little more downer. It's not as uplifting. It's like, no, you know, first one's like, don't cry, baby. I'm here for you. And it kind of goes downhill on this one. And this is the one with Shannon Hoon, I believe, sings uh, background during the uh, chorus. But uh, basically the same thing. They should have used this on a B-side, not really the album. Yeah, but. Well, maybe you couldn't decide which one you wanted to release. That's true. 
and I can look here. Here's an interesting factoid. Let me look. Oh no, they're the exact same length. Actually, this one's one second longer. All right. So you can hear, you know, so you can hear him in the background. All right. I'm ready to talk about the last song. The last song is shit. Yeah. <clears throat> We're gonna this is well adjusted. This is crap. Crap. It's called My World. Thank God it's an hour, a one minute and 24 seconds. Listen to this. Are you sure this ain't Run DMC? Real uh, factoid about this, Chris. So it, it was done in three hours, and they were on mushrooms. You can tell. Oh, don't do mushrooms, guys. Don't do. Well, I mean, do them if you want, but don't. This is. This worst, song sucks. This is the worst closing. I'm ready shot. to. I'm ready to close this song, please. I don't want to hear it anymore. Close it. Give it to me, Chris. This is terrible, Chris. Did you just play the whole song? Yeah. Feel the groove, Chris. Feel the groove, Chris. That's crap. <laughs> Dude, that was not the way to end an album. Not a way to end the album. Uh, don't cry when... You could be mine. Just end it there. Right? I, I would have been happy with that. You could be mine. Throw a couple tracks from Usual Illusion 1 on here. Then they're both about 14 songs. You're set. Crap. That's how you end that. What a stuff. disappointment. That, that song. And to go, I mean, those last two songs really... Are you sure that song wasn't on Chinese Democracy, man? Yeah. So 1 through uh, 12, great. Yeah. Great. Yes. And then you got the last two songs that are just garbage. Straight hot, flushable garbage. garbage. And... Uh, All right. Didn't ruin it, but I definitely think, despite that, that it's a stronger album. If you just go one through the one through twelve, it's definitely more solid. Yeah. So, um, to think about it was, do we still have our thoughts on one or two? I'm still at two. I think two is a stronger album. I do too. Um, I like the songs just a tad bit more. I do appreciate some of the songs they did on the first album because it was pretty. They, you know, wrote it. Some of the songs were pre. You know, appetite. Uh, yeah. I like the way that they let some of the other guys sing. That Izzy did a few songs, Duff did a song. Mm -hmm. um, they definitely tried musically to have a different sound to them. You know, songs. Obviously, you could tell my world, which is crap. I don't know what the hell they were thinking uh, on that. And um, you know, it was what is. Yeah, I go. With, I'd like number two better. I'm still I, two. It starts off just, you know, Civil War. Fourteen years yesterday is knocking on heaven's doors, getting the ring. You know, Shotgun Blues, pretty tied up. Locomotive is strange. You could be my, you just, it's strong. Yeah. It's strong all the way strong through. through. You don't really have any, in that first 12 songs, you don't really have anything that you need to skip. Maybe So Fine, maybe, but everything else is very listenable. I was You don't need to skip it. Yeah. That's it, I guess. You know, I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah. You know, I've said everything I, I need I, to. And I think we did all the factoids on that, on this album. So. Factoids. <laughs> I love factoids. We're going to do a factoid episode. <laughs> no. Oh, all factoids all the time all the factoid <laughs> podcast yeah. that's another one i'm already doing so now we got three you guys can go search out the factoid podcast <laughs> not oh, really not doing? really guys this is the only podcast we have don't go searching for no podcast yet maybe yeah, maybe yet. we'll yeah. venture out on some solo ones but right now we're keeping it 
Chris and Greg and Big Talk, dude. All That's right, we're right. keeping it strong, dude. All right. Building this nation to take over the nation. Yes. And the world. So we're still enjoying heavy metal metal. This is Chris and Greg saying see ya.